0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen Gerrard talks coronavirus and his Alfredo Morelos dilemma Ahead of Bayer Leverkusen St Mirren and Hearts face off in a relegation six-pointer in Paisley And David Turnbull extends his Motherwell contract I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Yeah, a massive four days coming up for Rangers uh, Gordon, it's Bayer Leverkusen tomorrow night, the last 16 Europa League and the small matter of the Old Firm game on Sunday at Ibrox where Rangers nearly had to win it and a win for Celtic would all just but confirm them as nine in a row champions. But before that, a massive game in Paisley tonight. St Mirren against Hearts. A real battle uh, at the bottom. A proper six-pointer. And as you mentioned too, it'll be interesting to see who Steven Gerrard goes for because I have a feeling that Alfredo Morelos might just be uh, have no more lice left um, under the Rangers manager. We await to find out what the rest of the season will look like Domestically mm-hmm. and abroad Jim But at the moment If we're talking about on the pitch Lots to get excited about In the coming days Yeah I mean if, First of all it's, You know for us It kind of makes a change Because obviously the focus Is generally on the old firm When we get that But tonight Between uh, St Mirren and Hearts To those two particular clubs This is this is You know This has got the makings Of a, a real tension filled Nail biter Of a match tonight And conditions as well Will play a part in it So I think that's That's great That we've got that uh, Battle at the bottom To contend with And then you know, we can focus on the European night tomorrow night for Rangers and the old firm at the weekend. So, as ever, uh, Gordon, you know, plenty to discuss in tonight's programme. Yeah, get your calls in nice and early 01419511025. And we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's take our first visit to Paisley. St. Mirren against Hearts on the field tonight. But Andrew McLean just wanted to reiterate some advice that's been handed out by the clubs to any fans who were thinking about going along to that game tonight. Yeah, well, this is the life of a sports reporter now, isn't it? A couple of months ago, I was reading up on wind speeds. A month ago, it was the effects of weather on grass pitches, and now it's viral infections. But no surprise how serious it is uh, that clubs are taking big precautions when it comes to coronavirus. St Mirren and Hearts both keeping their fans informed on Twitter today. And it was a home side statement that maybe left people asking a few questions as well. They'd ask fans to stay away if they felt they had any flu or cold-like symptoms, which has been pretty standard across all clubs in Scotland and across Europe as well uh, but they've also said that stewards will be briefed accordingly and anyone showing symptoms won't be allowed in the stadium tonight so it'll be interesting to see how that pans out when put into practice tonight I actually felt a bit paranoid myself just walking around from the car in case my body decided I needed to cough and I was knocked back at the door but uh, I'm in here now Hearts also issued a statement as well they've asked fans with any symptoms to stay away and all the usual stuff about making sure to, to wash your hands and if you you feel like you're going to cough or sneeze to do it into a tissue and, and make to make sure to dispose of, of that tissue and ju- just making sure that you know cleanliness is, is kept at a premium when everyone is, is trying to avoid catching coronavirus at this time but when we've seen matches being played behind closed doors and even cancelled all over Europe it will be interesting to see what develops over the next few weeks in Scotland we will build up to that game between now and kickoff. Team news to follow from Andrew uh, in Paisley. I've been very consistent on this, Jim, and we mm. should be. If no one wants to turn on Clyde One Super Scoreboard and hear us mm. pretend that we are experts in the field of viruses. Mm. And but what we can do is look at this f- from a, a football perspective, pass on the necessary advice, mm. and that's the advice. If you're going along to that game tonight, if you're feeling under the weather, the clubs have been told that you may be uh, turned away if, if you display such symptoms. And to you know, sort of behave 
Appropriately mm. Just as a manager Jim Who's involved in the game mm. At the moment does, does this feel like We're heading towards The closure of games Or games being played Behind closed doors Is that the vibe you get Without like I say Being an expert Yeah I mean I think That uh, you just have to You know you have to Follow the lead From the rest of Europe You know and when games In Italy, Germany Etc France are all Getting played behind, uh, behind closed doors Then you would think It'd be a natural progression To, to follow into this country um, so yeah, I would probably expect it um, to happen uh, sooner rather than later, Gordon. But at the moment, obviously, um, you know the the advice we have is listen. If you if you if you feel about unwell, stay away. Just use common sense. But uh, you know, up until we can get anything else from the authorities, um, then you know, continue as normal. But as I say, just use just common sense, really. Yeah, I mean, Mark Scotland's clubs told basically by the SPFL not to expect some extra cash payout from from the league if they were forced to play behind closed doors. Um, other European nations Serie A Various games Played without fans We're seeing it Impact Europe of course With Rangers next week um, I think SPL Chiefs Have told their member clubs To have a look at the insurance Basically In case they are forced To take action To help combat The spread of the virus But I think We all know how Much our clubs rely On Punters coming through the gate And, and, and paying their money To get in So there's No easy solution to this I suspect we're in for A, a difficult few weeks Yeah we, we, we are um, Again without being, being an expert But just Looking at information uh, You know I think this country's heading Towards You know A shutdown If you want to call it that At some point In the next five or six days I think it's going to uh, Happen You look at Serie A As you, as you mentioned And they're already You know They're making noises that, You know I think it's been deliberately leaked For people to prepare for the worst But in terms of football Serie A might just come to a halt now That the mm. season will not get finished And how they, they get round that I don't know um, So yeah it, uh, It's something that's going to be A lot of difficult decisions But as long as they're the right decisions Then you have to go with them And just behave as, as sensibly as you can But I think we are heading towards a stage Where closed door games Postponements Whatever you want to call it um, a massive obviously get massive games all the time but where does it leave the Scotland Israel game Israel's managers is in isolation they're talking about you know trying to get the game postponed as well because of that so all sorts of different factors it's a what we would call Gordon as a moving story it, yep. it's, uh, it's developing hour by hour we do have big games tonight though big game tomorrow big game Sunday they're all going ahead so there's plenty of football topics to get your teeth into 01419511025 Rangers fans we told you the breaking news last night though that the away leg in Leverkusen will be played behind closed doors um, Stephen Gerrard says none of that stuff's really impacting their Europa League preparations it's the home tie tomorrow night next week in Germany um, Stephen Gerrard says he'd understand if some fans still travelled I'm not delighted about it that's for sure because I think football's all about atmospheres and supporters and people getting the opportunity to go and follow the team and especially when you're at this stage of a competition um, I know how excited our own supporters are so for both clubs it's not an ideal situation but it is what it is we've all got to follow medical um, or the experts in this situation and, and do what we're told. I think it's a very unique situation that I've never faced before uh, and I'm sure the fans will do what they want to do. If they decide they've already paid for flights and book flights and they want to go and support the team in any way, shape or form, um, I'll go with that. Um, we've had a couple of meetings with our own medical team. Um, we've also had to attend some meetings to do with the SFA. Um, on the coronavirus and um, we're basically just following medical instructions um, but in terms of our preparation on the pitch 
and the tactical side of it uh, has been no impact as of yet. So preparation's gone fine and I'm, I'm already and ready to go. You know how it works in this city, Jim. Everyone's <laughs> jumps to conclusions about what about the title race? What about, I mean, what about nine in a row? What about you know? And it's obviously so much mm. bigger than that, and there are so many clubs involved. And let's be honest, as much as we like to pretend otherwise, some things are a bit more important than, yeah. than football. I'm wondering a lot, about a lot more important. Yeah, I'm wondering about you know at your club than Barton, for mm. instance. Is anything in particular? Are you getting any specific guidance from from the authorities, from the league, or is it just? Is it is no just the sort of basic stuff that everyone else is? No, seen? I think that obviously the, the first of all the concentrating the bigger clubs with the huge supports I've got. If you've got fifty thousand people turning up, you know, to these type of games, I get that, you know. But I mean, again, as I said, you've had the information about shaking hands and washing hands and all these kind of things that everyone's had, you know. But it's kind of strange, Gordon. You know, we, we obviously we we don't know. You know, no, no one knows. As Stephen Gerrard said, this is unique. This is this is something that no one has ever had before. So, you know, you, as Mark says, you're dealing with it in a, not just mm. a day by day, but hour by hour. So, you know, you say don't shake hands, but then when somebody celebrates, they're all jumping on top of each other and scoring goals and running about and you know all sorts of things. So, and at the end of the game, you see players all shaking hands with staff and stuff. So, listen, it's a, a very difficult uh, situation, but. If if it did go down the route where there was games postponed or closed doors or you know you know if you say you know put back for a while, then that, that's what it has to be the yep. safety the safety of people is paramount and the most important thing not whether you can win a title regardless of what title it is to be honest with you so you know I think that's the thing and I think everybody deep down probably would would, would uh, you know would realise that and, and and accept that Alistair is a Rangers fan from Corker Hill kicking us off tonight what's on your mind Alistair. Oh, good evening, Gordon, John and Mark. Yes, I, it's just a gardener, eh, what do you call it? I think it's come next stage now. A couple of days ago we were talking about it. I put a post out on Facebook yesterday thinking maybe here in the UK if we were panicking I called my friends. Most of them thought I. But now I think it's getting to that stage I'm starting to worry about it. I've got a bad kid me just now. I've just recovered for a cold and I was going to the game a week past Friday. But I'll still get down and see what happens tonight. But... Jing, they are overreacting, Jim Martin, yourself, obviously, Gordon, or the young, you're taking every standard precaution necessary. See, to be honest, that's that's the part where I, I do feel sort of obliged to step in and say, it's not really for us to say. <laughs> and and this is where it is difficult, because it, it is impacting our game, and it's it's right that we talk about the impact it's having on our yeah. game, but, but let's be honest, we're in a position where... The advice is the advice And it's not really up to us To see whether no, well, it's well, overreacting or not Just depends on the toilet rolls You're buying just now That's the only thing Don't know. get me started I, I, did, I did go to a popular supermarket uh, With a big green logo Yesterday And as soon as I drove into the car park I saw a gentleman with 24 toilet rolls right now, so, so I, thought they, I thought they capped the amount you were allowed oh, to I don't buy. know I, I didn't get involved um, see, see, you know, see football side See if Rangers managed to get a really good positive result Taking everything else aside that, The fact that it'd be a closed door game Would probably help Rangers then If they managed to get a good positive yeah. result because atmosphere definitely you know generates adrenaline and you know for the home team so if Rangers can go to Leverkusen next week with a positive result I definitely think you know, not that you want it of course you want fans and, and everybody wants the fans but just from a purely football side of it not taking into the rights and wrongs of it then it would obviously help because you know there, there, there wouldn't be a, I would guess the same intensity about the game you know and, and that, that, that'd just be natural it'd be quite an, an unusual circumstances for, for both teams to play in but if you've got the advantage then it would definitely yeah. help. I think the bit of the debate that we certainly can get involved in, Mark, just purely as, as, as you know, as media, as football fans, whatever, is if it comes to a point where where serious measures have to be taken, and by serious I mean 
Abandon games Or play them behind closed doors That's where you've really got the debate Because what do you do? I would totally respect people's rights to say Well fans make football You can't have games behind closed doors But it just might be that we're in these One-off unique times And it's the least The least disruptive thing to do Is to just get the season finished And get the games Closed behind uh, Played behind closed doors Well I, I think For me that's a, a better solution Than postponements Because we don't have the room to, to work out We've got the Euros Coming up um, And all, all sorts of different things So If it means a game get, goes, goes ahead And you get to know Whether you, you win You win, lose or draw And points are on the board One way or another I think that's the best way uh, To go about it You know Just completely shutting down football uh, Is what I'd describe As, a, as the kind of The nuclear option You don't want to go there So you explore Every other avenue mm. you can Before you do that Alistair There is going to be a game Tomorrow on the field At Ibrox How confident Or otherwise are you feeling? I'm not very confident at all, Gordon, because the Rangers have been dross lately. Not in Europe, though. Aye, we've well, played, played a bit better for them in Europe this season. Most of the games anyway, but uh, inside, I'll be there no matter what happens. And, but really, I'm not looking forward to it. I'll just have to suffer like this accordingly. I mean, I understand Alistair's concern, Jim, but yeah. he's probably been a bit harsh on his team when he says we've been a bit better in Europe. If you, <laughs> They've been a lot better in Europe, yeah. if, certainly if you take since January. Yeah, I mean, again, and from from the you know the qualifying rounds away back in the beginning of July, I mean, the fantastic running, you know, the performance in Braga has definitely got to give um, Rangers players and fans, I think, a, a great degree of optimism. Yeah, domestically, and the, you know, the rights and wrongs of that, and some of the players have come out and said their reasons, and Stephen Gerrard said his views on it. But listen, in, in terms of whether whether you agree with it or not that they're more suited to Europe the, the results have shown that they do seem to be a little bit more maybe the fact that they're maybe underdogs at times or whatever the style of football whatever combination but I think yeah Leverkusen is a fantastic side no doubt about it you know the Bundesliga is a strong strong league and Rangers are underdogs but I do think that I still think that their, their European form and confidence gained from mm. the, the last performance at Braga you know, must give them an opportunity yeah. to have a positive result at Ibrox. Alistair, thank you very much for kicking us off tonight. Let's speak to Karen and Guruk. Hi, Karen. Well, hi. Uh, given that uh, Leverkusen is near the centre of the coronavirus outbreak in Germany, why are we allowing their fans to come over, given the fact that they might be staying in the city hotels and perhaps wandering about shops and city tourist spots all day Thursday before coming to the match? And do we know how many of their fans are coming over? It's a very good question, Mark Guidi. Um, you just have Thanks to. Thanks for asking. You just you just have to assume at this point that that that's just the the official line on it, if you like. Now that 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 local area, Leverkusen. Roger Hanna was in the show last night. We had a, a German football expert on. This was way about an hour before the the game was announced. Behind it was going to uh, that it was going to be behind closed doors, and he said, "Don't come, don't yeah. travel. This game will be behind closed doors." Of course, an hour later. Um, that's what happens. You can you can totally understand where Karen's coming Aye, from, yeah, um, but yeah. y- you have to assume though that that whether it's Scottish government, UK government, Scottish football authorities have assessed this situation, UEFA even, and don't have a problem with it at the moment. You ha- I guess you have to assume that. No, you would otherwise. You know, they would stop flights or, or you know keep, keep an eye on specific lights coming in with, with, with football supporters but they're obviously allowing them to travel and, and that's good for the, the Leverkusen fans but it's a good point that Karen makes to answer a uh, question I honestly don't know Karen if there are 500 Leverkusen supporters coming over or 5,000 I, I really couldn't tell you that I do know their stadium holds about 30,000 
I think their average crowds is about 25 so you maybe work something out um, from that but uh, look the bottom line is that they're, they're here at the moment the game's going to go ahead the supporters will be getting in and um, we can't control what can happen in terms of coronavirus but in terms of what happens in the football pitch let's hope it's a good game and Rangers get a positive result to take over to Germany the following Thursday Karen on a footballing sense what do you make of this idea of, you know, of playing games behind closed doors is that the best possible solution or, or should games be cancelled altogether in your mind? Well it does uh, games with no atmosphere are not very good but as you can say the pile-ups too much if they, they, you know, to try and fit them all in for the, before the end of the season would be a problem Yeah I mean Jim <laughs> that, that, that's the point though where if you can even take another step back a, a big, a massive step back mm-hmm. but actually still irrelevant squeezing them in who yeah. cares? That that yeah. that would be the sort of, you know, that would be the the line if you like. If if it had to be done, yeah. If it comes to that point where that's the, the you know the the last option, then then we have to accept that. But in terms of travelling restrictions, and, and there's you know other people going holiday still, you know, so whether they're coming from Germany or, or from here going to Germany, and I think it's only Italy really, isn't it? There's a, there's a couple other places, but generally speaking, if the government, you know, and and you know travel agencies are allowing people to travel still throughout Europe. Then you know the the the, the Leverkusen fans are, are entitled to come here, and same as you know, Rangers fans will be entitled to go to Germany next week. They just won't be allowed into the game. Yeah. So you know, I mean, listen, it's again all these things are way beyond us. You know, this is this is for as I said to you know the government and and the the, the governing bodies to decide whether who who travels and who's not. But as far as the game's concerned. Rangers just have to go about their business. There will be a fantastic atmosphere at Ibrox tomorrow night. This game will go ahead. There will be a full house. So, you know, we'll have to deal with the, the Leverkusen game the following week. Karen, thanks a lot for your call. Lots coming in on Twitter, as you would imagine. Loads and loads. Bedrock says, we'd have to follow the rest of Europe, play behind closed doors. If it's a toss-up between health or money, health wins every time. If we can't afford to play them, cancel the league until such time it's safe to do so. Uh, Fraggle is on, says, financially behind closed doors would cripple wee teams. I think it would have a big effect for big teams. As well, Kevin. I the, think the big thing is that most of the bigger clubs, a lot of their money is in season ticket yeah. holders, and already got a lot of the money. And the, the, the smaller team generally, it's, it's Saturday it's at three o'clock, yeah, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kenneth quite rightly asks, would games played behind closed doors still be broadcast if they were shown, if they were down for broadcasting before this decision? Well, that's something that would need to be. Uh, you know, I've seen that. Sure po- I've be. seen that possibility floated as well. You know, would more three o'clock games? Would we would we break our ban on broadcasting mm-hmm. three o'clock Saturday games in order to allow? People to see them if they yeah. win. Yeah, but then you're going to have huge groups of people <laughs> in pubs, in, in, in a place, in living know, rooms. It could be a pub, it could be a, a little mini stadium, whatever. You just, again, it's, it's, yeah. it's in somebody's it's living con- room. Yeah, contradictory, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a big group of people you try to avoid that. Right, let's do on the field mm-hmm. if we can. 0141 951 1025. There does become a point where you can't separate the two. I get that. We're trying our best, but let's talk on the field tomorrow. Stephen Gerrard says he has a dilemma. About Alfredo Morelos So quite simply Rangers fans Do you play him Or do you not Tell us right now 0141-951-1025 And we'll hear from the manager next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Jim Duffy's here Mark Guidi is alongside him And we're building up Not only to a massive game Tonight in Paisley But a huge game tomorrow in Glasgow and slightly um, 
big game on Sunday In case you hadn't heard <laughs> But I'm sure we'll get round to that in a bit more detail As the week progresses So St Mirren fans Still looking to hear from you on your way to the game tonight Remember if you're displaying cold or flu-like symptoms Stay away You might not get in But on a footballing note Let us know how you're feeling I don't want you to tell us how you're feeling health-wise I mean are you confident <laughs> for the game uh, Let us know if you can I mean that's a six-pointer isn't it Jim Ooh. Roger last night said it was the first six-pointer of the season I think he's got a point yeah, I mean, again, it's just, uh, you know, hearts have improved, but they just can't seem to get that run of consistency. So, man, look as if they've got a cut results, but then we're lost heavily against Celtic, and, and, and Jim Goodwin's basically saying, look, we need to write that one off. I mean, this is a, a huge match for both clubs, if, particularly, I think, for Hearts. I have to be honest, because if Hearts won, they go levelling points. Yeah. Then, but mm-hmm. St Mirren would give them a huge amount of breathing space. So, I, I think it'll be a... Yeah, a lot, a lot of nail biting tonight, and it'll be an intense game. I don't think it'll be a free flowing football match, but because I think the nerves will, will definitely yeah. play a part. Right, we're going to get team news soon for that one. Let's hear more from Stephen Gerrard, Rangers fans. I asked you this before the break. He says he's got a dilemma about Alfredo Morelos. What do you think? Let's pretend you're in charge. As you know, the striker was top of the Europa League's scoring charts with six goals. In the group stages But the manager is now concerned That the goals have dried up a bit Since the winter break well, I think one thing's for sure For us to um, have any chance of progression uh, Through this stage We're going to have to have all the players In form and at it And to bring the best and max out Over the course of both 90 minutes Alfredo's no different uh, I think Alfredo's aware Of where his forms are um, I think we're all aware of that But we all know that he's very capable at this level against this type of opposition and him being at his best and providing um, or taking chances for us gives us a much better chance of progression um, but I've got a decision to make in, in, in the number nine position uh, I've seen him in better form but I also see him working ever so hard to, to get himself back there if he's picked tomorrow or whoever's picked in that number nine position um, we need a, a real selfless performance and we need them to be really tuned into what we're looking for from a tactical point of view. You know, no one within this game plan or system can go off and do what they want because it can be really damaging to the team and how we want to play. Russell is a Rangers fan from Kilmarnock. Russell, he was the top scorer at one point in the group stages. Is it a no-brainer? Do you play him or do you look at his form and, and maybe try something different? No, I wouldn't play him. No? Definitely not. Why? I wouldn't love playing with the Rangers deals it again. Oh, that's extreme. What what what's pushed you to that conclusion? I don't know if anybody watched the game in Ross County on Sunday, but he came off that pitch and did not applaud the away support, did not applaud the Rangers fans. Just walked straight off the pitch. Yeah, I've heard before the Russell managers will say, do you know what, I don't mind that. It's good when a player's... Di- he was substituted, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, uh, you know, minutes to go. They'll say, Russell, you know, you expect players to be disappointed to come off because they want to play every minute of every game. You're not willing to cut them some slack on that front? No, because see, the last time he got substituted again for us, Kenny, when uh, Ryan Jack scored the two goals, the 4-0 mm-hmm. win. Right, Alfredo came off and he was like, oh, big huff. And Stevie was actually laughing. The wee smutty space when he took him off, he obviously went off. But this time, he didn't even turn around and applaud the fans. He never got a handshake off any of the staff either. The coaching staff. Nobody shook his hand. And I know you're all talking about this coronavirus and nobody's shaking hands, but everybody's shaking hands at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's, a, there's a body language part that yeah. you can see. I, I, I'm going to say something and I'm also going to contradict myself, but Alfredo Morelos to me also looks like somebody. That's trying to work his ticket But on the other hand If you are trying to work your ticket 
You want to try and get the best move possible And his form and even his appetite, his attitude is nowhere near You compare him to September, October, November last year Compare him now to, to January He hardly played a game anyway because of suspension And then February and, and early March I think it's one goal he's got It's night and day you know, so Morelos should be thinking to himself, okay, if I want to go, you know, I want to get a good club, I want to recap the form, I want to go and treble my money, and not that, not that it'll be uppermost in his mind, but that, that Rangers can get back to getting that close to 20 million for Mirage. But now, I don't know, Jim, but I think maybe you would get 10 million for him, but you wouldn't get 20. Whereas in the January window, they might have got 20. Um, probably would have got 20 for him easily. Uh, so there's that part of it. I think he's just. I don't think he's got any lives left now and, and for me listening to those quotes that was a really good interview there with, with Stephen Gerrard the, the one thing that maybe works in his favour I think he might have a chance of starting is I see him working ever ever so hard in training every day plus point for Morelos but then he says whoever wears a number 9 jersey really needs to be tuned into the tactical shape you can't go off off note kind of type thing and for me Morelos doesn't look like a guy who is mentally properly tuned in what needs to be done in a game like that tomorrow. So for me, it points towards him not playing. And you have yourself on current form. Does he deserve to start the game? No, I don't think he does. I'm not. I don't think Kimberry is anywhere near the same class as him. But I probably start with Kimberry tomorrow because because there'll be a, a hunger and a desire and a willingness there that I think's been missing from Morelos's game for far too long. At the same time, Jim, people will always do this. You look at a player that's just not having a good time, and and you always hear that sort of a, he's not even trying. But is that ever really the case? Is it sometimes that you know your confidence is shot, things aren't going your way, you start trying. I'm not sure if trying too hard applies here, but you, you know it, it can all add up to a player looking like they're not giving their all, but actually there's a bit more to it. You know, some players do, but it's also way Gordon. So there's no, there's no disguise in that. You know, I mean, sometimes they do. They just they fall out of love with the club. They fall out of love with the manager. And you know, I've seen that umpteen times over the years. And you know, that edge goes from him. I mean, Russell was saying a bit, you know, about he he is a kind of moody player. He is that kind of type. That's the type of guy he is. And you know, he may well have been unhappy, not just the fact he was substituted, but the fact that his general performance is poor. I mean, I watched the game, you know, against Ross County, and he was very poor. So it can be unhappy with a number of things, and then you get substituted as well. And you know, again, there are some players who will kiss the badge and wave to the fans and give it all that stuff. And it's really, you know, some it's superficial. And other times, guys will come off and not acknowledge the supporters. So it, it can depend on your frame of mind. I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't, you know, absolutely give him too much stick for that because he, he probably is in a, in a difficult place just now, just with his general forum. But I, I would be playing him tomorrow night if Stephen Gerrard got inside his head. Mm-hmm. Because Stephen Gerrard knows him better than anyone. Because I think he is the best number nine. I think he can score goals at that level, and I think he is the focal point mm-hmm. of Rangers. When Stephen Gerrard says he's at the top of his game, so if he has assessed him and thinks right, I've got him for this. Even this one game, I've got inside his head. He knows what's required. Then I would play him because I think he's the best number nine I, they have. I agree. He is the best. He is yeah. the best number nine they have. But I think for me, if you were going to get into his head, you had to get into his head for Sunday. Mm-hmm. To show Sunday was a massive game. Okay, people might say, "Oh, the league's gone," but for Stephen Gerrard for Rangers, it was a massive game to go up there and win and dig in. So therefore, for me, the performance had to be there on Sunday from him, and it and it wasn't, mm. and that's why I wouldn't start him tomorrow night. Russell, I understand that people will look at body language and are looking at applauding fans and handshakes and all the rest of it, but does it not boil down to the simple question that the guys have just assessed: Is Florian Camberry a better option there than Alfredo Morelos? You think he is? The guy gives a hundred percent. I said this. I was on two weeks ago, the the, the the night of the Braga game. 
and uh, Camberry. All right, he's not as good as Morelos when Morelos is on form, but the guy gives a hundred percent. There's no doubt about it. I would start Camberry tomorrow night, and I would start Camberry on Sunday. Jim, do you read it? And we're brilliant at this. This is you have to do this the day before a game. <laughs> you know, you sometimes take comments at face value. You dig a bit deeper. What about that last line? Because Mark's and Mark's right. It sort of interested me as well when he talked about Stephen Gerrard. This has to be players who are going to. Stick to the tactical plan I'm not going to do their own thing Was that in any way Aimed at Alfredo Morelos Was it about Alfredo Morelos Or do you just Take it that he was speaking yeah, generally I, th- I think I think there's a, a, a severe hint in there That the team The collective Is more important than the individual It's not about him It's not about any individual But it's certainly not about But he was referring to the number 9 position So he can You know Obviously he, he was having um, You know a, a, a discussion about whoever plays there And if it's Alfredo Morelos mm. He's basically saying Listen this is not about how you look in this game. This is about what you do for the team. So is it your hold-up play? Is it your movement? Is it your threat in the box? Is it the type of uh, runs we need from you? All of those things. And as Mark said, if he does do that tomorrow night, that will enhance his reputation again. So regardless of his frame of mind, regardless of whether, as Russell had said, that you know there's more enthusiasm at this moment from time from Camberry or he's given 100%, if Morelis has got any ambition at all to play somewhere else, then tomorrow night is the perfect yeah. place to uh, you know to showcase his talent. Good man, Russell. Thank you for your call. That was Russell in Kilmarnock. Let's speak to Craig on the line and see if his opinion differs at all. Hi, Craig. Hi, James. How we doing? Good um, I, I, I do um, understand where Russell's coming from and where Mark's coming from. Personally, I think you've got to start him um, for two reasons. One is that you know clearly. Jermaine Defoe is not back at 100% fitness. He's actually out altogether, uh, I think, was confirmed yeah. today, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you're you're then looking at, at Camberry, and as good as Camberry has been, and, you know, he has certainly been good, because obviously, you know, he came to the club um, on loan for Hibs, and there was a lot of raised eyebrows, there was a lot of people in the media, um, and uh, from Hibs' point of view as well, not happy with him because of what he said, um, but in terms of on the pitch, he's done quite well. The issue I have is that a big game like this, to not play what is still your number one striker, um, you know, and your best striker when he's fully fit and not suspended, I don't think would be sensible at all. Especially when, because I think Gerard recognises what everybody else does, that in the summer he's probably going to go. You're not going to increase his value at all. If clubs are going to look at it and say, well... Stephen Gerrard's his manager there and he trusts a guy that he's brought in from a, a lower club in the division to start up front in one of your most important games of the season more than he does this striker so he, he, his value could decrease as well I understand That's not that's not, Craig, not. I, I get that point but that's not Stephen Gerrard's main concern tomorrow night it's not about the potential transfer value in, in June it's about what is his best team to win the, the best game. solution to get a positive result tomorrow. Tell me this, and I see where you're coming from, Ellis, because it's so tent. He is the best strike at the club by a distance, and that's the most frustrating part of it. If you're Stephen Gerrard and a Rangers supporter, as we're missing this guy's talent for whatever reason, only Morelos knows. But Craig, when was the last time Alfredo Morelos ripped it up for Rangers? When was the last time you watched Rangers play and you saw Alfredo and thought he was brilliant today? He was really good today. When, when was the last time? Because I can't. I, I can't recall. I can't recall one. I can't recall the last game. I thought Morelos was was right on it. It's been a while. Well, I, I thought it has been a while. Um, I think personally, for me, the last time 
because I, I thought he played very well at Celtic Park um, up until he got sent off right. um, in the 93rd minute and okay. well, talking, that so then you go to spot 12 games ago 10-12 mm. games ago Craig let me ask you do you pay any when, you, you know, when you're weighing up this would, would you give any attention to the fact that arguably Rangers performance and result of the season came in Braga without Alfredo Morelos well I mean yeah well certainly it, it did um, and that was an enforced change I don't think that that result would have been different if Morelos was there you know I think Gerard always had that sort of dig about the number nine role in the squad Anytime I've seen Morelos play the one thing I would say that I certainly personally have never felt, felt watching him is that there's a lack of effort you know he tries in every game um, you know to get the, the shots away to create the chances um, he does what any striker is going to do sometimes he'll shoot when he shouldn't but every striker even the best strikers in the world even Neymar shoots sometimes when he shouldn't shoot that happens but he, he certainly puts in that effort Some obviously recently it's not been working for him but then he's also been playing in a team who at the moment are all low in confidence and they're not doing they're not, you know the team aren't doing him any favours either because I can't say that he said you know all these wonderful chances created he said a few and certainly on Sunday he, he should have scored but when you're playing in a team who are players like Kent who seems to turn up one game and not in another um, and other players in the midfield who well and defence more worryingly actually who are making silly mistakes you know Morelos isn't the reason we've dropped points actually the reason we dropped points has been stupid mistakes from the back yes going forward it needs to be better as well but if you're going to leave Morelos out the squad because um his different issues then surely you know somebody like Connor Goldson who has made a couple of mistakes recently a, a big one that cost us a defeat against Hamilton you know he shouldn't be impregnable will be dropped either this is the issue that people have with Steven Gerrard is that he's he picks and chooses who he's going to punish we've not seen Katic since the St Johnson game he's not you know he disappeared because Gerrard's punishing him for that mistake but he won't punish Okay Craig We are going to have to leave it there Thank you very much For your call We're running a bit late For this travel We're going to speak to Alan Who's a Celtic fan He's already looking ahead To Sunday's big game And we're going to get Team news From Paisley next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader For compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here One hour away from a huge night of football in Paisley St Mirren against Hearts It's a proper six-pointer And Andrew McLean has the team news in Paisley Andrew Yeah, a result either way would be absolutely massive A win for St Mirren They not only move six points clear of Hearts But they'd also move up two places in the table as well A win for Hearts And there would be just three points separating the bottom four Moving on to team news Three changes for St Mirren from that 5-0 hiding they took at Celtic Park at the weekend McGrath, Marias and Andrew drop out in come Wallace Yakubiak and Dermis it'll be a 4-4-2 for them tonight Vaclav Kladke in goal the back four Lee Hodson Conor McCarthy Akin Famowo and Callum Waters the midfield four Ross Wallace Sam Foley Cameron McPherson and Ilkay Dermis with Alex Yakubiak and John Obika up top the substitutes Linus, McGrath McAllister Andrew, Marias Mullen and Chabby Hearts are unchanged from that draw with Motherwell last time out, so it'll be a 4-4-1-1 for them again. Bobby's Lamal in goal, a back four of Michael Smith, Clever Dicamona, Craig Halkett and Aaron Hickey. The midfield four, Sean Clare, Loic Demur, Oliver Bozanich. 
and Lewis Moore with Stephen Naismith in behind Connor Washington. The substitutes Pereira, Walker, Boyce, Langer, Irving, Henderson and Machino. The referee in Paisley tonight is Alan Muir. Is there any advantage there, Jim, in terms of preparation as a manager when you're Daniel Stendhal and you're able to name the same team which played at the weekend because you did alright and you did well in the games before that and that's what you've been working on. But if you're Jim Goodwin, you went with a very specific job to Celtic Park. You were never going to win the game. You were all about containment. You lose 5-0 and you then make three changes. Did does that, does that give any advantage to Hearts at all? Yeah, maybe a little bit Just in terms of the confidence factor But uh, obviously from Jim's point of view It's always a dilemma You go to, away to Celtic Park And you know that the big game's coming up Wednesday So you're thinking right, I need to play a team that can compete But really I'm looking beyond that And each manager as you know Will say we take each game as it comes But there are times in the season You think I need to look mm-hmm. at the one We've got a better chance of winning it And um, you know I think that that's the reason why he's made was it four changes for tonight. Um, from Hart's perspective, yeah, I mean, I mean, it all depends on the type of form they're on. But Daniel Sanders seems to be a bit happier, um, and and therefore he's he's not going to make yeah. as, as many changes. The, the team again and the Oma who came in after John Sutter got injured. I think that was always the one position that he was a wee bit um, concerned. But if he sticks with him and. It's up to it's up to St. Man really to see if they can capitalise in any any you know indecision that, that in that in that part of the team because that would he wouldn't be in the team really if if, if Suit was fit. Any St. Mirren fans or Hearts fans out there going to the game? Why not get in touch? Let us know how you see it going. What do you make of those teams? You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. Let's speak to Alan, who is a Celtic fan from Motherwell. What have you got for us tonight, Alan? Evening, Gordon. Evening, guys. Okay. Just um, looking ahead to, to Sunday. Uh, obviously from a Celtic perspective I'm just interested to see the guys Views on my thoughts on the formation And possible team selection um, I would go with a 3-5-2 In the form that Griff And, and Eddie are playing up front with the interchange And the, the goals are scoring Is incredible at the moment But with a slight change in, in personnel um, I would maybe go with, with uh, El Hamed at right wing back Just to provide a bit of solidity Against potentially Barisic and um, I would maybe move Cal Mack into the number 10 if in Cham's fit and play in Cham and Brown as the holding um, midfield players just to get the guys' thoughts on that. Mark Weedy, there's clearly a lot of options for Celtic at the moment. Yep, uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. uh, I mean, certainly I, I said this uh, ahead of the Copenhagen game and Celtic played them at home. I, I, I thought. I would have started with your front two and what your team selection back from there and that, that didn't happen that night but certainly for for Sunday yeah I see no reason why uh, the, the partnership between uh, Odson Edward and, and Lee Griffiths should be broken up it's a real strong focal point of the the Celtic team uh, I think also that part of the reason that, that Neil Lennon tried a front two after the winter break was because I think he felt they needed to try something different after the way the two the performances and the way Rangers had had dominated both old firm games, particularly the uh, the League Cup final. So I think they thought maybe we need to look at something different, and that's what they came up with, and and it's worked fairly well. So yeah, I would certainly go with the front two in terms of the the other uh, changes without getting into all the the nicknames that Alan uh, was using. Um, I do agree with him. I. Like the partnership when they're, when they're fit Browning and Cham I think that's a real solid partnership I would also have Callum McGregor on the team somewhere In terms of El Hamed I don't James think he's that I'd probably go with, with Forrest or, or Frimpong I, I, would, I wouldn't go with I, mean, I think he's lacking a bit of game time and stuff like that as well But certainly yeah I would agree with Alan in, in terms of 
Formation 3-5-2 mm. But certainly mm. going with the two main guys up sort front. of Alan's main point within that Jim Is this this midfield Olivier mm. Cham has missed Celtic's last Five games mm. I think it is um, Let's assume he's fit that, mm. For the purposes of Alan's question yeah, if he's fit, I would I would be the same. I would have um, Brown, McGregor, and Cham. And, and, and so that's no Ryan Christie or no, no Ryan no Christie in this, in, in this particular situation. But if he's not fit, then I think it's, it's either Christie or Rogic goes in there. And you know, again, it just depends on who Neil mm-hmm. Lennon feels. Is, is, I mean, he, I know he was he was fulsome in his praise with uh, Tom Rogic at the weekend, but you know, obviously Ryan Christie's been terrific as well. So listen, they've got that uh, you know op- those options but you know I just think they, they have a real rotation most of the time obviously Scott Brown's the one that sits but sometimes uh, in Cham or whatever one sits a little bit closer to him sometimes we've seen McGregor going forward and supporting some team in Cham it's the wing backs I, I think he might just stick with Forrest and, uh, and, and, and Taylor and I still think yeah, I'm with Alan I think he'll, he'll, he'll go with the 3-5-2 because I'm you know, with Mark I think he's had that in mind I want to try it against Rangers to see how, we've, how we go against it because that was maybe part of his thinking initially when they did change it so you know, and Forrest seems to come up with the you know the goods time and time again when 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 called upon. So yeah, I mean as Ibrox, obviously it's a big, it's a it's a huge match, and that you know you would expect um, to maybe a wee bit under a, a little bit more um, to defend a little bit more. But from Celtic's point of view, it's something I see that Neil Lynn has been working towards. And I think this is the, this is the, obviously the you know the big the big game to test it. In. Why it relates you... James Forrest as well? Yeah. Got, and I heard I, I can't remember what I heard five or ten minutes of the show. It might have been last night or Monday night. There was a Celtic fan on coming up with with stats, you know, to, to, to have a pop at James Forrest. And this has been going on for a number of years. This isn't new, and I've always defended James Forrest. I think he's underappreciated and undervalued by certain sections of the Celtic support. He's a top player, and you look at what he's produced over a decade now, and 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 what he's won. And yeah, he'll have his off games, but every player has off, has, has an off game or a or an off spell or three or four games. But when he does produce, James James Forrest is is a a really good footballer for Celtic. He's great for them. Middle to front, and I just wish that some Celtic fans, to be honest, would would get off his back. I think they treat him very, very unfairly. Alan, are you have you got him out of the team? Because I know you mentioned El Hamed. So is that no James Forrest for you? Uh, not in the starting eleven. No, um, I think James Forrest is a fantastic player, but I just think for Sunday, I just think I would maybe change up a little bit. And I would if El Hamed. Again, it depends on fitness, and obviously Lennon will know exactly how his fitness is. He could also play Frimpong as well. If Hamed, if El Hamed is about 80% fit, I would start him and maybe bring Frimpong on for, for some fresh legs, uh, maybe about 25, 30 minutes to go. Um, and I'd play Johnny Hayes, actually, at left wing-back. I think Taylor is a better left-back in a back four, but I would have Johnny Hayes playing left wing-back. Um, he never seems to let uh, the team down. He's up and down the wing and um, he can provide a good ball as well and he's solid at a tackle so I'd play him in the left These debates will rumble on for a few days Alan I'm sure you don't build up to a game of this size in just a day or two so thanks a lot for giving us your thoughts on the team that takes us up nicely to this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football It is Beat the Pundit time now I'm not saying producer Andy doesn't have faith in you, Jim Duffy or Mark Guidi, but I just looked to my left through his wee pane of glass that he's got, and he's already got the ball sitting there <laughs> yeah, as if it needs to yeah. be signed. Yeah, with a mark as well. Yeah, that shows the level of faith he's got in you. If you want to try and win that ball tonight on Beat the Pundit, 0141 Phone us now, phone us before 7 o'clock, and you could be playing Beat the Pundit next. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. If you're just joining us, a quick recap of what you've missed. We tried our best to talk coronavirus without <laughs> pretending that we're coronavirus experts, but it clearly is having some impact on our game at the moment. Uh, fans advise that if they've got flu-like symptoms to stay away from St Mirren Hearts tonight Stewards will be Carrying out checks I, I guess At the turnstiles I feel a bit sorry For yeah. the, the stewards I'm not sure they're Qualified to make A medical assessment But they're, they'll be doing the, the best job that they can We're looking ahead to Rangers by Leverkusen We heard from Stephen Gerrard Says he's got a dilemma Over Alfredo Morelos And of course On the pitch That big game in Paisley Tonight as well So get all the thoughts Coming in We're going to hear from Jim Goodwin next Let's do this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish football. Beat the pundit time, your chance to get a signed ball and the bragging rights over Mark Guidi or Jim Duffy. Last night it was a resounding 5 1 victory uh, for Gordon DL. I can't remember the contestant's name, it escapes me, but he just kept passing every question. And then it was John from Greenock, I think. Uh, he just kept passing every question Then laughing like Muttley And uh, it just set me off I just kept laughing And then I couldn't get the questions out So is hopefully uh, a more is, that, is that John the St Mirren fan That comes on now and again No, was, uh, no, no he oh, was, he's school bride, he was a Celtic fan <laughs> Anyway um, Let's hope for a more straightforward night tonight Robbie is on the line He's from Motherwell How are you Robbie? I'm all good how are you? Yeah not too bad at all Robbie I'm sure you know the drill But if you don't Robbie um, it's pretty straightforward I'm going to toss the coin If it's heads You're up against Mark Guidi And if it's tails It will be Jim Duffy And it is tails Jim Duffy Up against you Robbie So I'll give him Clyde 2 in his ear That's us So that he can't hear your attempt I'll get the clock ready I'm going to put 30 seconds on it Robbie And you can pass Alright Good man Here's your chance to beat the pundit Who's the top Premiership scorer Outside the old firm? Uh, Eamon Brophy Who did Scotland's women beat In the Pinotar Cup last night? Uh, Pass. What nationality is Peter Lovenkrantz? Danish Which Motherwell player has signed a new deal at the club today? David Turnbull Which Scottish club scored seven goals in their game last night? Uh, Cove Rangers Who scored Celtic's winning goal in the 2019 League Cup final? Edward Which player left Aberdeen for Salford City in 2018? Uh, Jim Rooney Okay, let's bring Jim back Jim, can you hear us Jim? Yep Great, same set of questions to you You ready? Yep Let's get stuck in Who's the top Premiership scorer outside the old firm? Uh, Sam Cosgrove Who did Scotland's women beat in the Pinotar Cup last night? Uh, Northern Ireland What nationality is Peter Lovenkrantz? He's Danish Which Motherwell player today signed a new deal at the club? David Turnbull Which Scottish club scored seven goals in their game last night? Cove Rangers Who scored Celtic's winner in the 2019 League Cup final? Oh, what's your name bud? Which player left Aberdeen for Salford City in 2018? Adam Rooney And which former Celtic player played for Stuttgart and Sevilla before joining Celtic in 08? Uh, I'll pass All right. What do you think Robbie? Ah, he's got it. <laughs> you knew, you, you knew what you did wrong with the Adam Rooney aye, one, didn't you? Aye, what did aye. you say, James Rooney? <laughs> I don't know who aye. he is, but you were close. Uh, let, let's go through. Who is the top Premiership scorer outside the old firm? I mean, both calculated guesses, both wrong. Christian Dodge. 
Was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, who did Scotland's women beat in the Pinatar Cup last night? It is uh, Northern Ireland. So well done to Jim. He gets that. Goes into a one 0 lead. Uh, what nationality is Peter Lovenkrantz? He's Danish. You got up and running, Robbie. So you both knew it. Two one. Uh, a very easy one for you, Robbie. David Turnbull signed a new deal at the club. Aye. Sum up your feelings on that one, Robbie. That's ideal. <laughs> ideal indeed. I'm sure. Uh, I'm not sure many people. We even did, we actually the timing of it. We I think one of the final callers last night asked the question, phoned in and said, you know, could Celtic go back there in the summer? And Roger said, I don't think there. You know, there's any suggestion he's going to sign a new deal at the moment. And there you go. threw it back in our faces. But there you go. Robbie will be happy about that one. Which Scottish club scored seven? Last night it was Cove Rangers So you're both on a bit of a run at this point But it's 4-3 to Mark Who scored Celtic's winning goal In the 2019 League Cup final? We only debated it for about 6 weeks About whether it was offside or not Julian Christopher Julian, Julian. Uh, you <laughs> Just one of the ones you got Yeah 4-3 And which player left Aberdeen for Salford in 2018 It was Adam Not his brother James <laughs> Adam Rooney So Jim stretches his lead 5-3 It didn't matter Jim The last one was Andreas Hinkle would you have got that Mark? Yeah, yeah he's nodding away There we go It was a decent effort Robbie Three on the board But sadly for you Jim got five Hard lines <laughs> No worries Cheers Good man yeah, That was Robbie In Motherwell And just thinking back To question number two Who did Scotland's women's team Beat the Pinotar Cup Last night Northern Ireland That uh, seems like a good Time to tell you I don't know if you've noticed this um, But here at Super Scoreboard We've launched a women's football podcast So right. Super Scoreboard Women in football uh, It's fronted by Joanne Hendry Callum Bell uh, a couple of our colleagues in here It's going to feature plenty of women in football Around Scotland, England and beyond The first episode is out now And it's got an exclusive interview with Shelley Kerr The current Scotland manager Former player And very, very interesting to listen to um, I must say there's also a cracking interview With St Mirren's captain Jane O'Toole I don't know if you saw this Jim Where she dislocated her that kneecap And, and just decided to just punch yeah. it back in during the game It was caught on camera uh, So that's in there as well Now to listen Head to At SSB Women on Twitter Click the link to Super Scoreboard Women in Football Podcast And uh, hopefully you enjoy it And you continue to listen So just something uh, To flag that up We're going to hear from Jim Goodwin We had Robbie on the line there We've got uh, David Turnbull's new contract Any Motherwell fans out there How happy are you with that Celtic fans even What is that Suggest Does that mean you might go back in there You'd have to pay a bit more obviously When you Extend the contract So let us know What you think on the phones Let's speak to Brian Who is a Celtic fan From Stirling Hi Brian Hey good evening guys How are you doing Hi, Looking Brian. forward to Hi, The Brian. game on Sunday uh, Good luck to the opponents On uh, Thursday Obviously I hope They have a really hard game And uh, come back <laughs> Knack up You know <laughs> Anyway No What I want to talk about Is the game on Sunday Now As we saw the turn of the year Quite a few years now I mean the improvement For our rivals Rangers Have been uh, You know Marked Marked improvement But You get nothing For winning nothing And they've no won anything They've no even I mean You know that game I've watched this game uh, the, the last one At Celtic Park We beat 2-1 And I hear you pundits Talking about us getting hammered And Our oh, Rangers were by far The better team That wasn't the case When you watch it Again out with the white hot heat. I was actually at the game. And at the game I thought, no, they bullied us off the off the game. And they played slightly better than us. Had the penalty went in, had the, the you know, like we had the bar, we had the post. It's a different game. But what I'm saying is this game coming up on, on Sunday, all of the markers that are negative to Rangers are caused by Rangers and in particular 
the rookie manager. Now, we in this country seem to think you get a name, he comes to the English Premier League, that, you know, as a footballer, the man was as good as it gets, apparently. You know, he never won a league with anybody. He never won a league with Liverpool. He won the European Cup. He was a great player. Fine. But as a rookie manager, he came up here and he thought he'd come up here and he'd just have his name with Lord about. You saw that the condition of the man after the 2-1 game at Celtic Park. I mean, he virtually ate the camera. And and if that was Neil Lennon that had done that, I would have been abused to hell. You know, but because it's Stephen Gerrard, Stephen Gerrard's problems at Rangers are caused by Stephen Gerrard. The turn of the year, they were playing good football. They were they were they came on, they went away to Dubai. Now Celtic do not play football for me anyway, season upon season. They don't play great football until it comes to January. They don't put their foot on the gas until it comes between January and May, which is when the trophies are won. Now the Rangers could have won the League Cup quite easily. They didn't. Was that the was that the catalyst that took that wee bobble for them? Certainly going to Dubai it really improved Celtic as it has done season upon season but what it done to Rangers whatever happened in Dubai should stay in Dubai I'm not interested in non-football stories and all these in, in social media stuff but what it definitely done was it, it disassembled a team that was looking to push on and as Hugh Keevans has said we now have a, a title challenge no we don't you and we didn't have one until, you know, when Rangers beat us, we didn't have one because Celtic's team is a better football team. And that is without a doubt. We have a, a, an incident where a couple of teams, both Rangers and Livingston, have pressed Celtic and they've got a couple of results. But this whole league is a marathon session. It's not about one or two games where you you play well against them. Celtic over the course of the season have been the best team by far. I don't think anyone would would doubt that for what it's worth. It's just, and I'm sure it's not lost on Brian how easy it is to get the points gap and then say, you know, there's never been a title race when when it gets mm. to, to to January, mm. well into the season. And Rangers get that result. You, you can see why people thought there was a title. Yeah. I, I, I can't. I can't for the life of me understand why people are offended by by yeah. that with there, the benefit there, of hindsight. There was a title race mm-hmm. then at the midway point in the season. We had a fantastic title race. On the hand, just one question for Brian very quickly. Do you know Stephen Gerrard, Brian? I don't know him well. Right, no, well you can't say well. First of all, you can't say that you knew he'd come up here to lord that about. Okay, you can't say that about him just because he's a great player. What do you think of him? You don't know the guy Then you can't say He came up here They lord that about To say he almost Ate the camera After the result He celebrated A massive result For his team And for himself To go to Celtic Park And win The last game Before the winter break And whatever that Made the title race Look like at that time They were level on points I can't remember exactly But So I, I don't have a go him for that I like to see that Kind of emotion Jim But we're all entitled To do that It's a particularly Old firm games So for that um, But you're right Where I do agree with you Brian Success is measured in what you win And progress is good And you're right There's been a marked improvement in Rangers But the next stage has to be actually turning that Into silverware You know that's why Rangers Are such a decorated football club They've won 55 league titles And whatever You know 30 Scottish Cups And 25 league cups Or whatever it may be 
So you're right You do need to then Take it to the next stage And that's what Rangers Have not been able to do Up until now Is turn that progress Into silverware And, and that has to happen Because Stephen Gerrard knows If he doesn't do that Sooner rather than later Then he will be out of job And Rangers will be looking For a new manager And that's why Celtic Have been so successful The past few years And are on track To win a quadruple treble Is because They get it They know how to win things They've got a really good squad They're financially Very very stable the money they brought in from transfers and from Champions League money, etc, etc. So, yeah, there's a lot to be positive about, but the fact that your club is in such a good position and heading towards more silverware, I think you should just enjoy that rather than turning it into a way of having a go at Rangers, Brian, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, Stephen Gerrard was brilliant for the Scottish game, I think, just because of the profile and it helps a game up here, the stat- stature. He was a phenomenal player. He is a young, uh, inexperienced manager. There's no doubt about that. And he's got things to learn. And he is learning on, on a daily basis in, in a massive, high-profile game. But, you know, if I'm, I'm Brian, I'm concentrating on Celtic, you know, and, and how they're playing and, you know, what they're doing. No worrying about whether he thinks Stephen Gerrard's the right guy or not for, for Rangers. That's that's for Rangers to decide. I mean, but you can get a number of managers that haven't won things or done things. I mean, I mean... Uh, Brendan Rodgers, you know, got a reputation fantastic man, but he didn't came to Celtic on the back of winning loads of trophies, you know. So you know, you can you can get other side around. You, you know, there's you know you can listen. There's loads of managers all over the place. Even even Jurgen Klopp before he went to, to Liverpool uh, was was not one of you know winning trophies. He done a fantastic job at Dortmund, but listen, he, you know. Concentrate on your own team That's the way I would look at it And um, you know there are, Managers will celebrate At different times For different and different emotions At different games You know you'll see a, a really insignificant match But it might be really important For the manager Or it might be important For the club And managers will run up and down We've seen all sorts of managers Run up and down touch lines On the pitches Doing all sorts of things So I, I wouldn't criticise Something for celebrating But I think Celtic are A better football side Over the course of the season They are more consistent And they do have that Knowledge of how to cross the finishing mm-hmm. line, and that is a massive um, boost uh, to have in your locker. You know, to, to you've you've got that experience and that knowledge of how to be successful, how to win trophies, even when you're not at your best. As the as the, the league cup final showed. Brian, thanks a lot for getting in touch tonight. That was Brian in Stirling. Let's hear from Jim Goodwin. Huge game, half an hour away in Paisley. St Mirren Hearts relegation six pointer. We already gave you the teams. Here is the St Mirren boss. You'd always rather. Be at home There's no doubt about that um, Whether it has a huge advantage or not I, I don't know But uh, You know Hearts are Hearts are playing well At the moment as well I was through watching the Edinburgh Derby um, So they're in good form Coming into the game So you know It should make for an entertaining Game hopefully That There's no point in being Anxious or being uptight Or anything like that You know You can't uh, You can't play to your full potential If you're if you're riddled with nerves so you know I don't expect that to be the case with the lads they know exactly what's expected of them Hearts are a very hard working uh, well organised team and we've got to match that effort um, first and foremost but you know they're all they're all huge games now from here on in for every club they're all massive games um, and it's it's going to be uh, there's going to be ups and downs between now and the end of the season for a lot of teams but you know, I keep saying it that I've got a lot of faith in the boys that I've got in there and I believe we've got enough in the dressing room to get ourselves out of the situation that we're in. Mark Guidi, you look at St Mirren playing at home tonight. They are the lowest home goal scorers in the league by by quite a distance. They've only got 12 goals at home uh, this season. Even, you know, Hearts considerably more, even Hamilton more, Ross County. So that that's clearly been the issue. A lot of their success has been built around being quite hard to break down. Mm-hmm. But, but really, you know, finding that cutting edge and, and scoring a, 
a meaningful number of goals has been a, a challenge for Jim Goodwin. Yeah, uh, it has, and that you know, purely for that reason, Gordon is why I think you know they, they should be applauded for for where they are. And if they had been able to to, to nick an extra goal here and there, you know, they'd probably be, they'd be five or six points uh, better off and a lot more uh, breathing space for them. But they are where they are. And uh, they need to get service to their strikers. It's not like they, they deliberately go out to try and uh, stifle games, but they've just built from what they're strong at. But I think tonight uh, it will be nervy, despite what Jim says there. There absolutely will be nerves from both teams. There'll be nerves in the supporters. Uh, and I think there will be goals. I think St Mirren and Hearts will, will score. Having watched them both recently, I'm tending to go towards a 2-2. Gordon, I think it could be, could be a share of the points. What is the Jim Goodwin talked about You'd rather be at home mm-hmm. And I get that Because mm. it's home advantage It's pretty obvious um, Does it bring its own challenges You, you mentioned about You know the, A sort of nervousness Or a, an anxiety That can creep in When you're in, in, in such a big game Can it be counterproductive? Yeah of course Because As you say The scores are even With 15 minutes to go St Man fans have been wanting their team to go and win the game When in effect A draw is actually not a bad result It's another game down down, And uh, you know, you've got um, you know, the, the same points advantage So sometimes that can make your players anxious Because they think Oh we need to chase the game here We need to go and win this game Where fans are demanding it And it's it's no easy then Because with that time to go You can't influence as a manager You know, You've got to try and just get word to the players Listen calm down Just, just stay as we are If we nick it great But don't lose it and sometimes that can have a negative effect on the players because they get caught up in the, the demands of the fans. And that can from home advantage. Uh, you know, so I think that St Mum are a, a team who, who like to keep it tight. They like to sit in and, you know, and as I said, and, and strangely enough, I think hearts are, are a bit similar. So I don't see it as being as open as Matt said. I hope I'm wrong. I hope, uh, you know, there is, you know, it is an open match. But I, I just don't see it. I, I see it being a very tight affair with very few goals. What jumps out at you from the team news? Naismith and Washington mm-hmm. continuing up front for hearts. Liam Boyce is on the bench. Mm-hmm. And and on the other side, it will be, you know, Yakubiak and Obika who, tr- who need to try and get those goals for St Mirren. Anything in particular that, that jumped out when Andrew gave you the teams? Yeah, I mean, no, I think that at Hearts, you know, there's no surprise there. And as we mentioned, St Mum, you know, after losing a few Celtic, you know, have freshened up a little bit. You know, but the two the two strikers are, are kind of powerful, you know, strikers who, who like to get the ball a bit more direct, you know, from maybe from St Mum's point of view. It's not saying that's the style of play they like, but I think that there's two strikers that like to get up against defenders and, you know, try, try to out-muscle them a little bit. So, again, as we all know, that Hearts play that high line, so, you know, for me, it could mm. suit the way St Mirren like to play We've got Callum on the line He's a St Mirren fan from Steps Are you going to do the business tonight, Callum? Well, I hope so I just hope that the game on Saturday doesn't bring us down too much It's a 5-0 loss and it can be hard to come back from it too easily But I just hope that it doesn't have too much an effect on the players And that we can just go and get it done tonight Is that is that the real fear, Callum, that the conference was perhaps damaged? By that game Do you think that's a possibility? Yeah I think it is I think obviously When we beat Motherwell in the cup Then we beat them In the league as well It would have gave us confidence But obviously It must take it A, a bit away Getting beat 5-0 So I just hope That it doesn't do that Too much And we can go out And show that we can Play well And that we'll do well tonight Who are you looking towards In that St Mirren team Callum to make the difference tonight? I think Obika Definitely, he's looked good recently after a bit of a shaky start And I'd like to see McAllister starting Dermis has played well recently as well So I just hope that he can step up again and do the job for us tonight 
Callum's bang on the money Obika has been the, the main mm-hmm. man up front Dermis as well looks at, Yeah McAllister is But Dermis again mm-hmm. also looking a bit more Conference on in those Motherwell games recently Yeah well I think I mean as Callum says You've got to You've got to maybe Put the Celtic game aside Because Celtic can do that To just about anyone But the Motherwell games Have to give you that confidence You're playing a team Who have been vying for third Pretty much all season One of the most consistent teams In the league You've beaten them in the, in the cup And you've beaten them in the league So I think that's the kind of You know messages That Jim Goodman will be saying To his players Listen On our day If we stay you know, focused and you know that organisation is there. We are good enough to beat most teams in this league, and you know, therefore, you know, Hearts will be in that bracket. So I think, like you know, Callum has got to be optimistic with his team, but get the kind of motherwell type performances there, yeah. and they've got a good chance. Go on, Callum, finish off with a match prediction. Then how's it going to go? Two one Saints. There we go. Well, time will tell. Why not give us a call back tomorrow or in the coming days, Callum? Let us know how it went, and you can react to that game with us in the coming days. Thank you very much. That was Callum from Steps. Cracking full time teaser for you. Right up your It's your era as well Both of you What are you trying to say like? Nothing Nothing <laughs> We're going back a bit uh, It's right up your street With regards to that And Any Motherwell fans Any Interested observers Because it's It was the type of story That transcended Just one club last summer David Turnbull Coming back And now signed a new contract At Motherwell today Give us your reaction To that right now 01419511025 And we could be speaking To you next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you Full compensation Is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com It's that time of the night When Mark Guidi And Jim Duffy Tackle the questions That are sent in by you Now this is a bit of a a two-parter if you like So we had part one last night mm-hmm. And you two are getting part two um, Now we do oh, always I heard a bit of Yeah we do always I just heard like Jim Melrose And a couple of people getting mentioned uh, Danny Craney and stuff like that yeah, I didn't Joe Miller, Willie McStay yeah, right. So well you're about to find out So it was the Celtic version last night And tonight right. you're getting the Rangers right. version okay. right. Can you name the last 11 Scotsmen To score for Rangers in an old firm game But who have never been capped Last 11 Scots who scored for Rangers in an old firm game. The last 11 Scotsmen who scored for Rangers in an old firm game, but they've never been capped by Scotland. So, John and Brown. Just so happens that most of them are, are sort of. There's not too many recently. It was the same with Celtic last night. They, they almost go back to an identical point I, from, I think for I've the got last one right 11. Right. Just Did you say? John Brown. Yes. 1992, and he's never been capped by yeah. Scotland. Right. I'll save one because I think it's a screamer if I've got the right guy. I'm sure I have. Jamie Ness Yes well done That's the most recent one 2011 Jamie Ness uh, Gone another? Wild No uh, I I'm maybe going back a wee bit to but Cammy Fraser Yes Well yeah. done 1986 Was that the 4 each game at Ibrox? I have no idea Did Remember that one Jim? Yeah same Because Cammy Fraser played at the same time as Ian Ferguson Not there's two different Ian Ferguson. The Motherwell Dundee United Yeah one. but did Ian Ferguson Cap for Scotland He's not on the list list He's not on this list so. I couldn't remember if Ferguson got no. Cap for Scotland but. Right you know the deal You like. can play along on Twitter Just throw your suggestions out there Let's see how you get on We're looking for the last 11 Scotsmen To score for Rangers In an old firm game And they've never been capped Jamie Ness John Brown Cammy Fraser I'll take one more then Right I need to throw them in Because I'll do them a wee bit Dad. Yeah, yeah, I was hoping you. Wouldn't, I was yeah, hoping right. you wouldn't get him, but yeah, nineteen eighty-one. Right, okay. Yeah, is that there. the is that the farthest back? Uh, not quite, but not, not far right, off. Okay. Not far off. Right. Uh, there we go, Gordon DL. Um, right, big news today: David Turnbull signing a new contract with Motherwell. Motherwell fans, what do you make of it? What about 
Celtic fans as well Is that something That, that you'd like to, to revisit Or I know loads of people Had an opinion on this Because he was Such a high profile player Last season It was such a high profile uh, Deal that sadly Went wrong in the summer They signed a new deal Today Jim Committing him to the Steelmen Contractually mm-hmm. Until 2022 So it's It's one year extension mm-hmm. So that basically Makes up for the year That he's missed In, mm-hmm. in contract terms It puts Motherwell Back in the same Negotiating position If you like yeah, it does in a certain aspect, just contractually. But from the player's point of view, it's a it's a, a, it's a, a bigger test because he's got to re-establish himself, not just in the, first and foremost in the Motherwell team in a regular basis, in a team who have been very consistent in their midfield, been very consistent, get himself back in the team, and then get to that level where it attracted that was it three million pound accepted bid from Celtic. So. You know, it's, it's, a, it's still a, a lot of work ahead from him, both physically and psychologically for, for, for David. But he is young. He has a terrific talent. Was he scored 17 goals, I think, was last year from midfield? Outstanding uh, potential. And, you know, just I think everybody in the game, it just loves to see young Scottish players, um, you know, come through. You just hope that he gets back to that level. If he does, he's another exciting young Scottish talent who I'm sure... We'll have the, the big clubs yeah. monitoring his progress very quickly Football has a cruel way of dealing with these hands at, at the very, very wrong time And there's never a right time, no. <laughs> obviously But, you know, on the brink of a move or, or a mid-interest mm. You had some you know serious injuries yourself Was that ever mm. something that, that was particularly difficult to deal with? Yeah, I mean, it was only many, many years later I mean, obviously I got into a long, long time ago But I remember just a few years ago I actually met Terry Venables in a, in a, a function thing and he actually said to me, oh, uh, our Crystal Palace scout um, at the time, you know, was up watching you for Dundee and we were looking at you at that particular time, I get injured. And I was glad I didn't know because, <laughs> you know, at that time I moved to, to, to you know, that level of club and that stuff, you know, you, you, you Changes never your know. life. Yeah, yeah, of course you can almost be spending the money before you've got it. So, you know, things can, you know, you know, change, change direction very, very quickly. I remember also having Lee Wilkie up at Dundee when there was a lot of clubs looking at Lee and he unfortunately done his cruise twice within a short period of time. And again, that that can set you back. So, the, you know, from David's point of view, there's a lot more knowledge now, a lot better recovery and quicker recovery, stronger. So, I think that you know the fact is as now, you know, his injury came in the recent term, he will be in a very very good you know position, as I said, physically to get back. I think he'll have every, um, you know, the the from the medical point of view, every advantage that modern day medicine can give him. So, listen, I don't see any. Any issue with him moving forward It's just a case of getting that confidence again And getting back into the team So as I say we wish him well Does that say a lot Mark about the, You know the way the, the player feels about the club And, and stuff like that Because it, That's not to say he stays until 2022 Everyone knows that now That you know contracts Help club negotiate You know a greater price Whatever it may be But he clearly didn't have to sign it I mean yeah. you know Motherwell would, would have then been in a weaker position His contract would have been up Next summer That might have made it easier For the player To, to go and yeah. move on and, and get more money In his pocket So um, Is that a, a, a Decent Sort of Thanks By David Turnbull To the club do you think Aye And, and I think The thing that sticks out For me most about something As it shows That there's a A good working relationship There's, there's respect On both sides From David Turnbull For what you say In terms of you know Hopefully Motherwell Will get a good Turn out of him But also for him Just knowing that I don't need to rush things to get back to the level I was at. I, I enjoy Motherwell. I'm happy here. I know the players. I know the manager. I know the supporters. And it gives me that cushion just to go and find my level again. And the move will come. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that has to, you know, I've got one year to make this happen. And I'm finished. So, you know, there's, there's a bit of both in there. And uh, the most important thing is that 
when you consider where the player and the club were um, nine months ago, Motherwell about to get three million quid. The boy's about to tenfold his wages, no doubt, and, and get a four-year contract at Celtic, whatever it was. That, that it went pear-shaped, unfortunately, for both parties. So now that you, you hope that over the next, whether it's six months, year, or even two years, if it gets us at this time next year, he signs another year extension, Gordon, they sell him again, that Motherwell get the going rate from and the boy recaptures the form that we all know he's capable of. And first and foremost, just wish him all the best. I'm sure he'll get there. I think, Matt, you've got to look at somebody like John McGinn as well. I think it was about yeah. 25, you know, when that big move to, to Villa mm-hmm. eventually materialised. And since then, you know, if he didn't get injured recently, there would be a, I mean, he still might get another move and in, 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 depending on how Aston Villa got on. But I think sometimes, you know, if he gets his, what is he, 22 just now, somewhere about that. So, you know, in a year, you know, a year and a half's time, 23, it's gone up for 24. It's maybe a good time for him because, again, he's got that number of games under his belt, his confidence. And so, therefore, I think somebody like a John McGinn can can show you that, you know, that, that if you just be a little bit patient. He's only 20, you know, by the way. Oh, 20. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, so another couple of years, 22 years of age, I think, you know, that's that would be a good time for him, um, you know, to, to get those games under his belt and get that confidence and get a, a, a top level team. Because mm-hmm. there's no doubt if he. If he can get to that level he was last season, he'll, he'll, he'll have a host of clubs wanting him. Yeah, I mean, Jay's on Twitter. Um, you can give us your thoughts on the phone as well, but it's mostly Twitter at the moment. Jay says, My thoughts before and now after Turnbull signing a new deal are still the same. I still believe Celtic will sign him in the summer window. Um, of course, Jim, at the moment, the priority for for, for David and any player in this situation is just to get, to get back playing. And it must be that... Difficult balance for the club as well You've heard Stephen Robinson saying He really wants to start him He wants to keep yeah. throwing him in But it, you know, it has to be mm. it has to be done right Yeah of course It's all about timing And, and making sure As I said Evan's right And you work with your medical team And as I said The players You feed them in And again, eventually There'll come a time Where they can't leave them out I mean Stephen Robinson Will know that but listen again. I don't. I don't think it's a gimme now that, that Celtic, unless they've got some sort of clause, you know, that Celtic maybe put in, we've got the first option. Yeah. But uh, unless that's the case, then I, I think there'll be you know clubs looking at him, twenty years of age, probably get him for you know two, three million pounds at this moment in time. And you know, considering what goes down south, that is an absolute pittance. So I think clubs will monitor his situation very quickly. And I think if he gets anywhere near the level, then as I said, he'll be in demand. At Ryan85 Co says I'm sure Duff won Premier League Player of the Year at Morton When he was still playing part time Could you ask him? Mm-hmm. He's obviously yeah. interested in your, your story That you were telling about the injuries Yeah I mean uh, I think the, the, the year I did one I think well, I, it was a kind of hybrid If you want to call it that Part time like Some of the guys are part time Some of the guys are full time So yeah I was, I think I was working in a pub at the time um, At the old Co as they called it St George's Road <laughs> um, So serving all the people for the funerals But uh, yeah Because I, I can remember actually leaving there And going to play Rangers at Ibrox one night So I'm getting the subway over and then, you know, coming out and walking to the game and playing Rangers, you know, so, yeah, there they, they, these were the days. I like that. <laughs> uh, underrated Robson's on. I'd love to say it was, you know, a really big football point that we could debate, but he's just not happy because apparently my mouse clicks too loud. Your mouth? Oh, your mouse. mouse. Your mouth. No, not your my mouth. mouth. Well, maybe my mouth does as well. Is that a euphemism? Uh, apparently the mouse clicks too loud. <laughs> uh-huh. Sorry. He says, please get a mouse with a quieter click. Can you get that? <laughs> can you can you go to PC World and specify? <laughs> give me your quietest mouse, please. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> I'm saying nothing. We'll let you go. I'm just going to click, click away with your mouse here. I'm just going to click it a few times. Can hear it. Yeah, can definitely <laughs> hear it. Sorry, underrated Robson. I am truly. Uh, how are you getting on with this teaser? There's a good response on Twitter to it. I must admit, Colin Moffat has thrown in a couple. I think he's got one right, one wrong. Our colleague Stephen Mill. <laughs> Has got yeah. one right, one wrong. Uh, Stephen Kennedy's thrown all sorts of names in there as well. I think most of them 
Relatively recently At the moment Barry Mackay uh, I'll just read the question to remind you Name the 11 Scotsmen to score for Rangers In an old firm game Who've never been capped Barry Mackay No, Jamie Ness yeah. is the most recent in 2011 2-11 I'm going to go back to the, the kind of The Daz mm. era So I'm just trying to think of the, the kind of John Gregg into John, John McDonald John McDonald be solo Yeah, 1981 yeah. Well done mm. uh, Another one from just slightly after that era I think we'll throw about Ted McMinn Yes, mm. well done 85 And Bobby Russell no So that's six down Five to go We're going to get the answers next And we're going back to Paisley For kick-off in the big game next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Weary and Jim Duffy here In the final part of tonight's show And that means kick-off is fast approaching In the big game in Paisley Let's go back Get a flavour of the atmosphere and the build-up with the team news, thanks to Andrew McLean. Yeah, 11th against 12th, and a massive night of football, because a result either way would have a big impact on the table. A win for St Mirren, they would move six points clear ahead of Hearts, but they'd also move up two places in the table ahead of Hamilton and Ross County. But a win for Hearts, and there would be just three points separating the bottom four. These sides in varying uh, form at the moment. St Mirren are winless and goalless in their last three matches, while Hearts have had wins over Rangers and Hibs and then a draw against third place Motherwell in their last three interestingly Hearts 5-2 win against St Mirren at Tynecastle earlier on this season is their only victory against a bottom six side in the league this campaign as for team news three changes for St Mirren for that 5-0 loss at Celtic on Saturday McGrath, Marias and Andrew drop out in come Wallace, Jakubiak and Dermis a 4-4-2 for them tonight Vaclav Fladke starts in goal a back four of Lee Hodson Conor McCarthy Akin Famolo and Callum Waters the midfield four Ross Wallace Sam Foley Cameron McPherson and Ilkay Dermis with Alex Jakubiak and John Abika up top the substitutes Linus McGrath McAllister Andrew Marias Mullen and Chabby as for Hearts they're unchanged from that draw against Motherwell last time out Bobby Lamal starts in goal the back four Michael Smith Clevy Dicamona, Craig Halkett and Aaron Hickey. The midfield four, Sean Clare, Loic Demur, Oliver Bazanich and Lewis Moore. With Stephen Naismith sitting just in behind Connor Washington. The substitutes, Pereira, Walker, Boyce, Langer, Irving, Henderson and Machino. The rain coming down in Paisley as the teams make their way onto the pitch. The referee for this one tonight at the Simple Digital Arena is Alan Muir. Any feedback at all, Andrew? Is something about from left field about you know the, the, the measures being taken to... Perhaps prevent some fans entering the stadium if they're showing certain symptoms or anything like that. Any feedback from those who are operating things to to update you on how that went? Yeah, there doesn't really seem to be much of an update. I'm led to believe it was a bit more of a deterrent for, for people that do have symptoms to maybe stay away rather than come along and, and risk being thrown out rather than uh, rather than, you know, it actually being put into motions and the action's actually happening but it doesn't seem as if it's had much of an impact in tonight's game there's a good crowd a few full stands here as well in Paisley so there should be a good atmosphere ahead of this one tonight Game on six pointer at the bottom in Paisley between St Mirren and Hearts please do join us tomorrow night if you want to hear all the post-match reaction we'll hear from Jim Goodwin Daniel Stendel and most importantly hopefully we'll hear from you will we get a winner is it going to be honours even that would just keep things ever so tight at the bottom um, yeah going to be a fascinating one I think we'll all agree well, it'll be a great game uh, over in Paisley I, I, fancy a, a, I fancy a draw but um, I think it'll be a cracker for the fans that are there tonight ok Rog, let's take another call in fact any more on the teaser quickly uh, Derek Parlane no nope. uh, Gordon Smith no oh. I wasn't sure if Gordon got a cap or not our old, our old colleague Colleen McCall no 
I'll try one more Scott Nisbet No You started mm. off You flew out an, the an era, an era Way back in the day Billy Urquhart No Because I think Stuart Stuart Monroe. The vast the majority of these Are our early 80s right. Stuart Monroe No, no. Craig Patterson No Oh Back. Who else did you say Dave Dave, Dave McKinnon No nope. The vast toil. majority of the ones you're looking for Have all gone into Management or, or coaching You know pretty Well known names from either being Manager or assistant manager up Derek here McInnes? No None of them are in Managerial roles at the moment But I just mean these oh. These guys have been about if you like Now I I think he's been capped But I'll throw him in Just when you're saying that Alec Miller Alec Miller yeah. It's a score Did no. he score against No Because no. Alec no. took penalties as well Didn't he for right. 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 Let's speak right. to okay. Angus In Paisley Hi Angus uh, Good evening sir Good evening uh, I've just a, a wee point here Regarding Stephen Gerrard And Joey Martin I think they come up to Scotland Think it was easy pickings what makes you say that about about Stephen Gerrard in particular? I think many people might agree with you about Joey Barton Angus because sometimes when it's a player, you, you get more of that. Stephen Gerrard came up here. He's got a huge reputation as a player. It was his first managerial job. How do you or anyone? And I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just really interested to know how you know that he thought it was going to be easy pickings. What are you basing that on? Because I think his name carried it before him. No, but again, what, what what does that mean? He's got a big reputation. That that's not his fault. What has he done or said or or shown to to prove that he thought it was going to be easy pickings? But he hasn't done anything in management, and all of a sudden he come up here. Rangers saw he's a great white hope. But again, and does that not come from other people though? That's different. Other people maybe hoped he was going to do a good job, but you kicked off by saying he thought it was going to be easy pickings. Now I, I hope I'm not coming across. In the wrong manner I don't disagree I just don't know I want to know how you know that Maybe give him the wrong wording Right Joey Barton came up here And everything was going to be Joey Barton was going to be The king of Scotland mm-hmm. But oh. okay When Stephen Gerrard came up He came up on a high Because Rangers had brought him up here To stop Celtic doing what they're doing But He came up here He came up here And had to rebuild a team And it's not easy to do that when you come up here and you don't know the land you're coming into, mm. I think you know. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I think you're fair. right about Joey Barton, Angus, to an extent, because you, you could back up what you're saying by the fact that the interviews that Joey Barton gave. You know, <laughs> I'm going to be player of the year, and, and I'll Twitter put the Scott Brown in his place, and whatever else you've seen. I can't remember all the time. Is a lot of that we're going back. That might nah, have been, but he said I'm it. Not, so if you want to take it that way, I'm not so sure. He said no. it, but I think he did. He gave me the impression. Mm. That he thought he was coming up here mm. For a bit of a stroll And we played a year And even though it was Rangers mm. First season back in the top flight Under yeah, Matt That they were going to stroll it They were going to win I think we even had pundits in the studio yeah. Tipping Rangers to win the league that year Stephen Gerrard I think is totally unfair To compare him to Joey Barton Because I think Stephen Gerrard has been nothing but Respectful to the Scottish game Respectful to their opponents uh, And to his own um, football club And I, I can't think of anything that Stephen Gerrard has said that has given me the impression that he thought this was going to be a stroll we'll put Celtic in their place that I'd rather the only thing I can recall that I thought was was misguided and was after his first league game against Aberdeen when they made the statements about and really what he should have been asked right after that by the way was well can you back that up Stephen give us examples and he wasn't asked and I think he was misguided I think he'd been given a steer to go down that road yeah, and he shouldn't have did they not but talk that's about... not being disrespectful to the game yeah. but that's the only time I felt that he 
he can step out a line if you like. I you remember know? was it Aberdeen fans up? Did they say something about being a level above no, Aberdeen? Right. But you yeah. know, again, we're talking about no. a couple of things. Yeah. Is there a manager out there who hasn't? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. You know, every, every 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 statement you make, and particularly if you're a high profile club. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be completely dissected and analysed. You know, and, and and these are the things. And you know, listen. Sometimes you say things in the heat of the moment, and sometimes you think after mm, maybe I should have just uh, kept my counsel a little bit. But you know, emotion does take does take uh, over at times. But I, I generally think that um, Stephen Gerrard. Listen, if he would have stayed in England as the the youth coach at Liverpool, he would have been offered a number of jobs by now. Absolutely over the last couple of years Whether it's a top championship club A high profile Clubs with ambition You know He, he would have earned probably more money And he would have definitely got At least that level Probably even maybe in the Premier League But certainly at least that So I don't think it was a case Of he's come up to Scotland And think oh, I'll, uh, Listen I've got up there I won the league You know We'll run we'll run, uh, you know, riot And then I'll go back down to Manage Liverpool in a couple of years time I really I, gen- I mean I don't know Stephen Gerrard So I can't second guess that But I do believe He came up here to learn management at a massive club because that's where his ambitions mm. lie to manage at the very top and if he can handle managing Rangers against a rampant Celtic side over the last eight and nine years then he's probably showing people listen this guy can cut it but he's still got to show it and he's still got a lot to learn but I, but I personally think he's been good for the Scottish game I said even though he's, as I said he's, he's made some mistakes and but all managers do how do you see the game going on Sunday Angus confident eh uh, I wouldn't say confident, but I think Stephen Gerrard's biggest. Um, okay, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I think his biggest fault is he's been misguided. I think there's a lot of people behind the scenes at Ibrox are feeding them misinformation. That's all I'm going to say. I just think that the his, his problem is the folk are helping them right, but they're not helping it along the right lines. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, thank you very much, Angus and Paisley, for your call. I think that will bring us to an end uh, tonight. Still St Mirren nil, Hearts nil. First corner of the game, it went to St Mirren. McPherson swung it in, Fameo on the end of it, uh, but he knocks it wide. And oh. we, we, we just live in an era where I, I have to tell you these things. It's not the type of update I'm used to giving. Um, apparently supporters were handed cleansing wipes upon arrival uh, mm. to wash their hands. Now you might say that's not a big deal, but... Think about it This is the first game We've had here Where any measures Are in place Man. And you just wonder If it's step one Of yeah, what could I, be a, a long and bumpy I road take to, I take to be the person As they pick them up Because there's no way They're <laughs> going to put them In their pocket And take them home You know They're just going to Throw them in the stand So Good luck to the people Who are going to have to Pick them up tomorrow That's for sure If you look over your right shoulder You'll see a big packet mm. in here And we need to wipe this studio down Before we go So mm. there you go yeah. don't, don't think you're getting off lightly <laughs> uh, You're certainly not getting off lightly oh, Struggling On the teaser, teaser. Yeah, uh, uh, Billy Davis no, last 11 Scots to score for Rangers in an old firm game and have never been capped. Quentin Young. No. What I'm is thinking it? Of names of random names of that era. Do you know the thing is, a couple of the names you've got aren't, aren't that they're random. random. Nah, they're pretty well known figures in Scottish football, either from being managers or from being. Bobby uh, Williamson. Yes. Oh, well done. Well, well done. done, Bobby. Brilliant. So, yeah, I mean, exact same era. Guys who either went on to, to manage or be assistant manager. Uh, let me think um, One of them Tends to follow Another uh, High profile Rangers player around As he's number two uh, Kenny McDill No, no uh, Right first name uh, Kenny Black Kenny, Kenny Black. Black Yes Black. Right uh, Three to get Andy Andy Watson This other guy Andy. I know he was a bit oh, oh but you're uh, oh, oh Andy Kennedy 
No One of their guys Has a son that also went on to play for Rangers But his son now plays for Dundee United um, Oh Sandy Clark Sandy Clark mm-hmm. Yeah mm-hmm. Oh no you're really Sandy. I really should have Wikipedia'd uh, uh, 9-2 to get and, and not Nicky Clark He's not in it is he No um, <laughs> Just in case I'm trying to think This guy's last mm. coaching job Many we got To get you two, two to get, get. Well, You better hurry up Gordon Come on Give us a clue He was certainly at St Johnston Is he still there Oh uh, uh, Alec Cleland Alec yes. Cleland right Yes 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 Yeah Alec okay. And I always like to finish Just in a Hugh Keevan style He rubs initials. off on us He just loves the initials right, go on So then. <laughs> and I'll give you the era as well This is the furthest back Okay It's 1980 And the mm. initials C M Colin McAdam Yeah Brilliant stuff we got there in the end Thank you uh, to John for sending the question in It's fulltime at Clyde1.com If you want to hear your question used on the show In the future still goalless between St Mirren and Hearts We'll look back on all the big talking points from that one Tomorrow night from 6 o'clock We'll be joined by Gordon DL and Mark Wilson And of course Keeping an eye on the build up to Sunday But really building up to that huge match at Ibrox Rangers Against Bayer Leverkusen We'd love for you to join us and stay there Because Barry Wilkins is in for Callum And he's up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.